Welcome to Playing Games with... I mean, no. Hi! <laughs> welcome to We Read Allegedly. <laughs> where we allegedly read as many books as we're saying, except for in this instance, in which we haven't read much of anything at all. Yay! Summertime, temps are high, schedules are full, books are sitting on shelves. That's not true. I've read stuff, I just haven't been reading what I'm supposed to be reading. John's not doing the assignment, and it's fine. I've read just not enough. I've read school and emails. <laughs> Would you like to discuss the emails I've read? I've read Facebook posts. That counts, right? And Discord. Lots yes. of Discord. There's a lot of Discord. <laughs> I reread Shadow of the Gods. That's, That's a true. beefy book <laughs> that well, you reread. To be fair, I did it so I could be completely fresh for the beginning of next week when I start The Hunger of the Gods. I, as well, will be starting this book that I got from the library a month and a half ago at some point, too. I'm well on my way to owning it in late fees. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you haven't caught on by what I assume the title of this podcast episode will be, we're not reviewing one of our typical podcast books. We're doing a summer rereads edition where we're just going to talk about some things that bring us comfort in the summer or that bring us pain. I don't know what you guys are into. Actually, I do. I do, but that's okay. So, that's it. That's what we're going to do today. So, let's uh, get into it. All right. Bookshelf roulette time. The numbers we've chosen. Do I need to go over the rules? I think we did this last episode. It, um, it's The first numbers is clockwise, right? Starting uh, at the top, top left. left. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so three is going to be bottom right. Yep. Bottom right. Five shelves up. 27 books in. Everybody go. Run! Or walk quickly. Okay, who wants to go first? Don't all jump at once. It just strikes me at how, it just struck me how much this is like show and tell at school. It really is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Look at my book! Yeah. It really is, except every time I've done it, I've just been like, I don't know why I brought this. <laughs> Here you go. It's It's a thing. Okay, so I found... The sixth book in the Phoenix Saga, which is written by Osama Tezuka, who is known as the godfather of anime. Um, he created Astro Boy. I've not read these um, because it infuriates me a little bit that there's not... I think this is the one that there's not a... Like, he didn't finish it. He died before he could finish mm. it. So, like, one is set... In creation at the beginning of the world, one is set at the end of the world, and then there's some stuff and there's a couple books in the middle. But whatever is that, like, it's not a completed series because he couldn't complete it. So I haven't actually read them. Is that the series that Dallas keeps suggesting to me that's loosely based on Buddhist stuff? No, same author. That one is called Buddha. Oh, (laughs) Um, aptly named. And it's actually, Osawa Tetsuka was not Buddhist, but the Buddhists use his manga to teach their teachings. So if you want to know more about Buddhist teachings, like what they believe, it's a good one. It's also just an entertaining story. It's really well done. Um, The art is beautiful. So I've read the first one. I haven't gotten the right. We own all of them, but I haven't gotten into the rest of them yet. But so it's interesting. 
On a similar note, the book that I grabbed is also, well, it's not a manga, but it's a comic book omnibus. It's the uh, Daredevil, uh, The Fall of the Kingpin, um, complete with uh, the back cover being eaten by a former dog that I had. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just uh, the collection of the uh, comic books, the Daredevil comic books about the fall of the Kingpin. So nothing super exciting. I don't remember a whole lot about it. So. Mine is not a comic book or a manga. It was also the shelf that was picked was all teapots. So I could have brought one of those, but I felt like that was cheating. (laughs) So I had to go up a shelf and then I had to go around twice because there was only like 12 books on that shelf. So that's okay. I got the book Movies Are Prayers, which I'm really excited to read. I just got it at New Year's. Haven't read it yet. Uh, But it's a book about how fiction... And nonfiction movies. I don't know why I said fiction, nonfiction movies. I'm thinking about books right now. Why movies can be expressions of God and how they can open up conversations with God. When you read that one, let me know how that is, because that sounds interesting yeah. to me. That sounds that sounds very similar to a different, uh, much smaller book that you've recommended to us a few times. Uh, that is on the list to read. I don't know how similar it will actually be. It is also much larger. It's not a super large book, but how films voice our deepest longings. They make me very excited to read. I will let you know how it is once I do. And that has been Bookshelf Roulette. The two of you were on the same wavelength for that one. <laughs> Like, we're just not going to put any extra music. We're, it's just going to be all yeah. us. Yep. Okay, so for the listeners out there, it has been a weird month. Yeah. We've has all it really been, been a month? Yeah. It, it like, feels, June, June is almost done. Feels like uh, it's just been a few days. I know, right? Uh, so, Celeste, I think you came up with the... what what this uh, episode is. No squid came up with this uh, idea and I went, please God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those of, of our listeners who don't listen to our com talk episode, I just spent a a week with 500 teenagers. Um, So I, in Louisiana heat. Yeah. It's been super hot here too. Purgatory. It's close. Um, Except there was more Jesus. So, <laughs> it uh, while it was a great time, and we will be doing a Calm Talk episode talking about our experience, um, Dallas and I will, it it's means that I've not had a lot of time to read. I was reading a little bit every night just to decompress. And, and the, book, the next book we're doing is not a... It's not a decompressing book, let me tell you. Not a decompressing book. It is a depressing. Uh, if you book take so the calm, <laughs> if you take the calm out of it, it's a little bit more accurate. Yep. Yeah. So I picked it. If that's a, if anyone's <laughs> that wondering, helps. that puts a surprise. Puts a reference for everybody on the mindset of the next book. Come with tissues or just angry, like I kind of plan to be at the moment. Anyway, so we, this idea was birthed out of the fact of everybody is busy this month. 
nobody has been able to read the book and finish it because it's a for a small book it's a hefty book yeah it's pretty dense but that is not what we're talking about today no we're not talking about that book today we will we will be talking about far happier books like the book i brought talking about books that we reread so allegedly allegedly yeah today's episode today's episode is we reread allegedly we read allegedly no we reread because we could have read anything these are books we've read more than once that's allegedly allegedly so because summertime is a good time to reread books so that was the concept we're celebrating summer and giving ourselves more time to read this other very dense book yes so who wants to start this time I have a lot of I have a lot of books that I reread, especially over the summertime. Like, I'll start. I don't care. I'm hey, fine. That's with right. You've it. already started. Keep going. Um, but like specifically in the summertime, the, if there are books that I know of that are speci- like specifically what hits my flavor for the summertime are coming of age, uh, horror on summer break style novels uh first the first book that would sh- that would come to everybody's mind would be it oh yeah. that is exactly I, what i was gonna say i can't reread it that's a big one well no it's not so much that as that there's a scene in it that i just oh. i don't want to work around it's just like yeah. mm. I, i'm guessing it's the scene that stephen king said if he was to rewrite the book today he would change it Pro, uh, it, maybe more specifically uh, a book that I'm referring to, which is very similar to it without all the yuck uh, is it's called summer of night. I want to make sure I'm getting that right here. Like I've never heard of Holly this. black. It's either summer of night or su- no. Yes. It's summer of night. I remember because summer of darkness is the demon hunter album. I always get those two titles mixed up. Not but, by Holly black. What am no, I of? no, uh, it's by trying to get my du- Dan Simmons. Isn't, isn't that the guy? Hold on. We're all going to go in different directions now. Yes, we are. It's not who I was thinking of. Looks like he writes a lot of, it's just silence while we're all Googling. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan Simmons is most commonly known for having written the book Hyperion. I d- I've I never, never heard, heard of any of, of these. Mm. Oh, I don't like them. I was thinking of Dan Brown. I was like the Da Vinci Code. No, oh. <laughs> but nope. I kind of thought it was the same guy until I got on his Goodreads read yeah. written list, and I was like, okay, not that guy. That's what no, I was like, Dan the, Simmons. I know this name. No, I didn't. I know Dan Brown. The only Dan Brown book I've read was uh, Angels and Demons. Um, is that the second one? That's the first one. Oh, is it? The da, da Vinci, Vinci Code is the second, is the second one. Uh, oh, it's the second movie. I see. I see. Uh, I have not read either, so no. uh, it's okay uh, if, if you can get around the whole uh, blasphemy aftertaste. Uh, mm. What a good taste! Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yummy. Uh, but no, getting back to Summer of Night, it, it features a lot of very similar themes that were in it, where it's a it's a collection of friends that hang out on bikes zipping around a small town during the summer 
the same summer that they launched Sputnik into space. I don't remember what year that was, 60s? but it's either the sixties or the late fifties, but uh, there's that they talk about like going to a drive-in where they're playing Vincent price movies when they're new hmm. and weird ongoings. These kids are basically coming of age at the same time that, you know, some creepy weirdness is happening in their town. And it's a little bit mystery, a little bit horror, a little bit nostalgia. It's a good time. And it, it actually inspired stuff that I want to do in between campaigns after we're done with uh, campaign one in playing games with strangers. So uh, uh, Dave, one of our other playing games with stranger boys who also does uh casual gamer society with me. Uh, he's currently reading the book so he can understand where I'm coming from for that one. So that'll be a interesting experience. Nice. I'll go in so. blind. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> it's a good book. If you want to read it, if not, that's fine. Uh, but that's, that's one. That's definitely one. I like to reread, especially for the summertime. It, it sounds a lot like a movie that I grew up watching called Before and After, where it has Demi Moore in it, where they go back and forth between this group of friends. They had one summer that like really made them, and mm-hmm. then they kind of drifted apart after that. And so, but they all come back together because one of them's having a baby. So there's a bunch of time time hops to it, but it sounds a mm-hmm. lot like that because there were some strange things going on. Uh, uh well. There's no time hops in Summer of Night. Well, yeah. And Summer of Night has uh, weird clay monsters that are trying to eat people. Yeah, no, no clay monsters, no golems. And cults that are worshiping some ancient Mesopotamian artifact. That sounds interesting. They just think that there's somebody who's dead trying to contact them. Oh. So it's a it's an entertaining movie. Um, actually kind of want to go watch it now. (laughs) (laughs) So I did a book. Now you guys do a book and we'll keep going till we don't want to do any more books till we're done with them. So one of my rereads that I will always, always reread is the Anne of Green Gables series. Oh, wholesome. It's a (laughs) right. Like, and depending on where I am in life depends on which one. Like, as an adult, I I don't reread the first one very often. So I reread the when she's in college or when she has kids or because there's like seven or eight books in the series. I've and I have them like three or one. four different formats. I can tell these were a big hit for you, John, when you were younger. Uh, <laughs> Up until sometime in my 20s, Anna Green Gables was just an annoying TV show on the Disney Channel to me. So I don't know. I Not much of an impact. You didn't, you didn't read these books over and over again in your youth? No. Multiple times? Wow. So no. Right after just you finished a, the American Girl doll books? <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, just a side note, that movie I was talking about, it's not called Before and After. It is called Now and Then. Oh, oh, oh. I think I've seen Now and Then. Has Before and after didn't Richie ring a bell. So. Huh? Have you have you guys read? I don't know if this was popular at your time, but the My Name is America and Dear America books. Yes, mm-hmm. those the I, Dear I America I books. 
Mm-hmm. I managed to sweet talk my mom into letting me use that as my history. That's how, yeah, for, we did that too. <laughs> a hey. whole like year. So I would read a Dear America book. I would research the time frame, and I would write papers on it because that I could do all of that at the library. Yeah. And she didn't have to buy me a history curriculum. They were very good. I want to like go find them now just so I can reread them because they I were. I still have a couple. Yeah. My brother had all the My Name is America and I had most of the Dear America ones. I also got into the, and these were some of my, I reread them because I mostly, we were talking earlier in our Discord channel, and I mostly reread a lot of books as a child because I did not have the internet and could not go onto a Kindle and download books from the library. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little harder to access new books. Uh, so I reread a lot more when I was a kid. Um so a lot of Anna Green Gables, a lot of Little House on the Prairie, um, which the books are so much better than the show. Little House um, on the Prairie? I was just yeah. talking about Little House on the Prairie with someone and how much I watched every single episode more than once. Oh, yeah. Definitely watched every episode more than once, but it was not by choice. It was by the fact that I did not have control of the TV. Fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, my mom was an, is. I don't, I'm not going to say was my mom is into that show. Uh, I caught snippets of it growing up. I always wanted to throw that blonde haired girl down the hill and like, we all did. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Everybody mm. did. She wrote, I'm pretty sure she wrote a book. I have to look Which it up. One? The, the snotty girl. Nellie. I don't yes. know the actress's name. Hang on. <laughs> Back to being silent while I Google things. Did you write a book or did I make this up? Possibly. It says she's an author on Wikipedia, and you know that that's accurate. Uh, Yeah, she's written several books. Confession of a Prairie Blank, How I Survived Nellie Olson and Learned to Love Being Hated. (laughs) Uh, So basically just talked about growing up on the show and being like, quote unquote, a villain on the show and like what it did in her life, which I'm sure was super fun. Just great. As we know, child stars are treated so well. Mm. Right. Oh, yeah. I just realized that you censored that name. Yes. For our delicate, innocent listeners at home. And me. And you. <laughs> you can Google it if you want to know what it is. It's yeah. not complimentary. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I heard about that, but Little House of the Prairie has come up a lot recently for me, and I don't know why. Maybe it's a sign that you need to watch the show or read the books. Or move to a prairie. Or move to a prairie. Have fun with those allergies. I'm kind mm-hmm. of already in one, so it's fine. <laughs> eh. What about you, Squid? You got um, books? I have book. I You have book. I have book. One book. Uh, I looked at my shelf the other day. I've been dog-sitting all month, so I was like, what book do I want to bring with me to start rereading right now <laughs> <laughs> for this podcast episode? Because unlike Celeste, I'm not a rereader often. I don't do a lot of books over and over again. So I looked at my shelf, and I got two brought them both with me and then they were uh to kill a mockingbird and ender's game and i decided oh, yeah. to restart. ender's game is another reread for me yeah. a lot i, decided to restart I heard ender's the movie game. was fantastic john get out of the podcast i don't need this <laughs> <laughs> i don't need this just stir in that pot <laughs> you didn't stir the pot you stuck your whole foot in it yeah so i started it last night and i got to page 80 and there's just such it's so good it's it is so good it's such a good reminder like it's, it's been a while since i've read it just to be like oh he's six 
And I was just, I was doing a camp last week too with children. I was like, these are six-year-olds. These are babies. But Ender's Game was and is one of my favorite books. It really is. The fact of how mature he was at six is terrifying. Yeah. Well, even when they just like how they raised the kids anyway and like what they force them to do and put up with. It's, it's a, I think everyone should read it. I think it's phenomenal. I have the whole series now and I plan on reading through all of them. I've only ever done Ender's Game. The Speaker of the Dead one gets weird. I've heard quite a few of them get weird, but Ender's well, Shadow they- is what I want to do next. And then. Oh, so you're going with the. Okay. I'm going to do all of it. I bought a bunch because they were at half price books and I went, I'll own these. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. The. I've read the see what is the what are the books in the series so i've read no it's it's uh xenocide that gets weird or children of the mind so Mm -hmm. i've read speaker for the dead is the second one speaker of the dead was good xenocide was good children of the mind was weird as all get out i think i have my attention up to shadow of the hedgemon i think those Um, are the ones i bought i have and i see that they keep going (laughs) Those are all spin-off series. Mm. So Shadow I know Under Shadow he- is Bean's story. Yes, Shadow of the Hedgemon follows Peter. Oh, I feel like yeah. someone told me that, and I was like, I want to read that. Cause- yeah. So, but um. Ender's Game, Speaker for the Dead, Xenocide, Children of the Mind all follow Ender. So then, Children of the like, Mind's kind of mm. it's like Shadow Pup. Is there a Valentine book? Maybe. Because she's one of my favorites. So I have right. I have the cover of Ender's Game tattooed on my shoulder here. Yes. This is one of my favorites. And the other side, I want to have... I don't. I haven't decided how I want to do it, but I want to put essentially like the busts of the two philosophers that Peter and Valentine pretend to be, and then like letters across. Yeah. Because some of those chapters are my favorite chapters in the books, and also why I hate the movie. <laughs> Among 1,700 other reasons. I hate the movie because they made him, like, 12, which is still a baby, but it does take away some of the the potency of, you know, six. Yeah. Especially, like, you read the beginning and you, especially having read it and you know what they, like, make them do, to read the beginning and be like, oh, he got to keep it a year longer because they're deciding at five whether or not they want these children whether they're predisposed to be great war heroes. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I think, honestly, John, I think you would enjoy it. Probably. The the whole series, I think you would enjoy. There's a few series like, like that out there. Like, I got the box set for the Maze Runner series. I haven't read a single one. I want to. But I haven't. Because it's just so good. It makes such good points. You and can each honestly, time you read it, something else is going to hit you. Honestly, you can read it without reading any of the rest of the series, and it's still a phenomenal book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I, I... The first time I read this book, I read it in one day. I just sat in a copy shop. That's, and, a, that's a beefy book. It is, but it was fast. It's it's a thick book, but it's not... Even though it's covering heavy topics, it's not, like, hard to read. That's true. Anyway, that was my reread. So it's my turn again. Uh, are we keep going. Are we going to keep going? Why not? I only brought one. That's fine. You can discuss or listen to us discuss. Um, 
didn't you say that you reread Jane Eyre? I do reread Jane Eyre a lot. I just I brought one. I don't know. Uh, mine's the neck. My next one's an entire series. So I mean, but it's the Space Team series. I don't know what Space Team is. I listened to the first one of that one, and it was a little <laughs> too crude for me. Oh, I don't be saying that. It's yeah. it's a lot like a it's a lot like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, except it's like if um, what's his name? John dies at the end. What's the author's name? Oh, oh, uh, David Wong. David or Wong. Jason it's like Pargan. If, it's like if David Wong wrote the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, so like my favorite then. Like <laughs> I would just, I would just eat this book up, huh? Oh yeah. Like it was entertaining. The first one was entertaining, but it was a bit much for me. Like, and the second book has the villain who has the name that we can't say on the. Show. No, mm. we cannot say the name. <laughs> because well, on that note, it's been fun. <laughs> family friendly. I also know a book series that Celeste rereads a bit. Oh yeah. Um I reread the the Fred the Vampire Accountant series often. I well, I re-listen to it because mm. it's an audiobook series. I've also re- It's also a physical book series, depending on how you get it. I enjoyed it mostly as an audiobook. Like I cannot It's because Kirby Hayborn just has the voice for it. He does. He narrated uh the book that Drew Hayes wrote called Underqualified Advice. Mm-hmm. And I got that one and I'm listening to it a little along because it's more like a bunch of blog posts put together. Mm. Um so there's like a chapter of nonsense and then there's a chapter of advice as a writer, and then there's a chapter of nonsense. And so it's like a couple short stories mixed in with some advice for anyone who's looking to be a professional writer. I am not looking to be a professional writer. I just enjoy Drew Hayes' writing style and I enjoy Kirby Hayborn. Fair. So it would be fun to do on the podcast. This is just me spitballing ideas that I could put in the Discord, but here we are. I feel like it'd be fun to read the entire Chronicles and Honor series and review them all. That would be a good one. Young. That would be a good one for a for one of like our anniversary episode when we hit we hit uh, two years. I would love to go through them all again, and they're have, small, so you can get through them. I have the box set on audiobook, so I do listen. The BBC like radio drama of these books was also my childhood. I listened to it probably like a hundred times. Like I fell asleep listening to, I can still hear these children's voices in my head. Well, also the BBC uh, recordings are also abridged versions of the yeah. books. So they're, they're from what they are. They're very good. They're not the full books, but they're still very good. I do highly recommend listening to them just from their Just the production is very, mm, <laughs> I've not, I've not listened to it, but I want to say that, Josiah was mm-hmm. like, here, I have this. I can guarantee that Josiah, much like me, listened to it many times as a child. He was right up there with Adventures in Odyssey, right? So I've just discovered that Kirby Hayborn narrated most of the Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children books. Mm-hmm. So they're now all going on my wish list because <laughs> I really love that man's voice. So, um, yeah, I like I like Kirby Hayborn, not Kirby. 
I do like Herbie Hayborn's voice. I like Drew Hayes' style of writing. Um, so the Fred the Vampire books are, and we talked about this when we reviewed it, that they are very much a comfort book because mm-hmm. they're calming. There's things that happen, especially in later books. There are higher stakes, um, but they are like, you, you know that ultimately it's going to be okay. Although one of them, I want to say it was book five, whichever one was out of house and home mm. um, started out. I was listening to it while I was at home and I had a moment because one of my favorite characters was having an issue. And I was like, I'm not okay with this character dying. Like I was not prepared for this character to die. So I'm not okay with this. And Dallas is like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> He's like, what are you listening to? I'm like, I am not listening. I'm listening to what's supposed to be a comforting book. <laughs> it's not. You're, you're, you are an emotional reader because Dallas oh, had yeah. that conversation with you about <laughs> like Shadow every of other the Gods podcast, as well. It's like, she's yelling again. Oh, no. <laughs> Squid hates everything. I'm yelling. It's <laughs> I'm yelling, but it's not because it has affected me so deeply. It's just me being angry. Another series that uh, I like to reread, even though uh, Squid makes me feel like I'm a garbage person for it, is the four book series by Peter Klein's. Um, I don't remember what they call the series, but it starts with 14 and we know squids delight in the book 14. Just had a rampage about that the other day. Oh, did <laughs> Again, you know? Like it just, it just came back up and I was like, mm, gotta talk about this. <laughs> to, with who? who? With, yeah. That is a good question. I don't remember. <laughs> I was on my soapbox. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It was, I think I was just talking about 14 with somebody, with my dad, because I think my dad would like that book. Probably wasn't the same kind of conversation. No. I I get the feeling, Celeste, that me and your dad like a lot of the same things. Yes. My dad likes a lot of different types of books. He has his whole closet, instead of clothes, is his to-be-read list. Like, he just has a stack of them. And so he reads everything from... Star Trek novels mm-hmm. to Star Wars novels to he reads uh nonfiction uplifting books, he reads ugh, biographies, huh? Said, ugh, being uplifted, I have the same problem. Weird. He reads fiction books, he reads young adult books, like legitimately, the majority of the books that I have read in recent years are books that have been because of things that he's gotten me into um the eye of the world book that i read the wheel of time series i read Mm. the first one haven't gotten into the second one yet because you have to be ready to dive into a that fantasy world uh i did get angry at the show though (laughs) i I think a lot of people who were into that series got angry with the show because they changed things that didn't need to be changed but that's another conversation um so he actually gave me that series. He got me into the Lord of the Rings. It's there's a lot of a lot of my geekiness comes from my dad. And so I like I'm looking at my bookshelf that's across the way and I'm going, "Yeah, there's a series over there that he gave me um that's about dragons written by a Christian author, which I'm going to be rereading. 
I don't think I have reread it, but I'm going to be. Um, I have all the Sherlock Holmes books. I have multiple books of the Wheel of Time series. A um, couple different Stephen King books that he's given me because he knows where I where I like to be with my my scary stuff. Like I like intense, creepy stuff, but I don't like things that make me want to punch them. So good. So Bobby gets the award for the OG geek. Yes, he the first one ever. Probably. He legitimately went, I took him to see the new Star Trek movie. And when we got there, he goes, oh man, I should have worn my, my emblem. And I went, you're what? And he has a, a pen that's the, the badge for Star Trek. And I'm yeah. like, okay. I know. I know so many people that have full outfits. <laughs> he would have a full outfit if he went to cons, but you know, money, bills. My brother. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's he's a fun guy. I like him. For multiple reasons. Just <laughs> his book taste. That's it. And movie taste. Most of the time. I reread the... I have reread in the past the uh, Nancy Drew series because I had all of them up until it was probably 20 and then they got ruined. I'd, I'd put them in a a storage room that uh, that got rained on and nobody realized the rain got inside. So Dallas is slowly rebuying me those books. That's um, a sad day. This yeah. is actually the second podcast I've been on in a row where Nancy Drew has come up. I love the original Nancy Drew. There was a show for the CW and I was so hyped for it. And Dallas watched it with me and I was disappointed i've i've come to a point in my life where any kind of tv or movie adaptations of books i've just i've i've come to expect to be disappointed by them i was truly hoping to not be disappointed because most of the time my issue is they leave things out and so i was like this is a series it shouldn't be that bad because they have 20 something episodes but it wasn't that they left things out in this one it was that they put things in that did not need to be there but no i because I, I was thinking about that when i was rereading uh shadow of the gods again this mm-hmm. last week and i was like man i would love to see a movie version of this then i thought about it i'm like no i wouldn't because they would either leave stuff out or they would try to put some kind of cram, some kind of an agenda into it instead of just trying to tell a good story. And it's just like, mm. or they would, they wouldn't fade to black on one of the two uh, amorous scenes that are in the book where they fade to black. Yeah. I, I have hopes for the Netflix Narnia series. Um, but I'm not also the Percy Jackson series. I'm not super hopeful. I have, I'm super hopeful about the Percy Jackson series because Rick Ryden Mm -hmm. is involved with it. I've heard good things so far. Yeah. If there are changes that are made, he is okay with it. But 
I've been hurt before. (laughs) So I'm burned. I'm not hopeful, but I legitimately need whoever in Japan is in charge of like trend doing adaptations from manga to animes or from manga and animes to live action. I need them to come to the States and be like, look, this is how it's done. Because while I don't well, they have, also kind of have a storyboard to work off of. Well, that's fair. But sometimes it's even like just no no art that has been done. The um and it's phenomenal because I I don't know, maybe it's the different approach to storytelling that they're like, yes, this is this is a thing. So I don't know. They get it wrong sometimes too. Oh, that's fair. That's right. This was fun. <laughs> Woohoo! Happy oh gosh, happy summer! I'm gonna drink some ice cold water now because I'm toasty. What are y'all reading? Let us know. Join the Discord. Join our group on Goodreads. I really am gonna go drink some water now. So, <laughs> okay, guys. Well, this has been we read allegedly. We allegedly read some things. Allegedly, we read Again. some things. I can't okay, leave. Okay, bye. Last. No. So long, and thanks for all the fish. We Read Allegedly is part of the Devoted Geeks Network, devoted to letting you know that you're loved. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please like, rate, and subscribe, as it really helps get the word out to other people. You can always join our discussions on Goodreads, where we talk about our upcoming books. And you can join us at the first Friday of every month as we discuss our new read. Next month, for real, we'll be reading Let the Great World Spin by Colin McCain. We'll see you then. Pardon me, I walked into my room and found out that the cats had vomited everywhere. Oh. Oh. So that was fun.